With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. The CCO of the agency was like, look, man, have you ever done work for tobacco before? And I was like, no. Never done anything like that. And he's like, so think of the biggest budget you've ever worked on, biggest budget project you've ever worked on, and then multiply that by about 30 times. That's the kind of money you're dealing with. So don't let money dictate you, but you have to follow certain rules. It starts with just taking that leap. Man, you have to work hard. You have to be incredibly smart. Choose something that even if it fails, even if it fails you are going to be proud of it. doesn't matter how badly you got beaten down. Be kind, be kind, be kind. Become a better person, a better leader, a better business. Go through that. <laughs> I'm Samuel Donner, and this is Finding Founders. Today's episode of Founder Wisdom is a snippet from an upcoming episode we're going to release in a couple of weeks. And we recorded that episode with Jay, and he's from our Cabo Ecotourism series. You see, the Jay I interviewed is an accomplished conservationist and photographer. But before discovering his passion for scuba, he earned four university degrees and worked as a freelance art and creative director. He's collaborated on projects for massive brands that we all know, like PlayStation, Heineken, Snickers, JetBlue, BMW, and Camel Cigarettes. This episode is a story of one of those projects. Can you state your full name and a few sentences about who you are and what you do? Okay, my name is Jay Clue. I'm the founder of Dive Ninja Expeditions here in Cabo San Lucas and also an underwater photographer. Which brand is most fun to work with in terms of creative freedom and artists you enjoyed most? The project I enjoyed most, and this is really bad, is uh, working for with the Camel Dude, Cigarettes I project. Fucking, <laughs> I, I honestly, I was so guessing that. I, that's why I asked the question, yeah. just because you don't see their advertising a lot. But like when you see it in like whatever magazine that they're allowed to print in, it's actually I'm like, oh, uh, maybe I should have a cigarette. <laughs> Whether it's on a budding green or just fishing. Vic often takes time to enjoy a Camel, America's favorite cigarette. On stage and screen and radio, and Southern is a star. She's chosen Camels cause she knows how mild Camels are. When I started working with uh, the project for Camel was to like launching their new Camel Crush brand um, was when it was first starting to come out. We were building the launch campaigns. The CCO of the agency was like, look, man, have you ever done work for tobacco before? And I was like, no, never done anything like that. And he's like, so think of the biggest budget you've ever worked on, biggest budget project you've ever worked on, and then multiply that by about 30 times. That's the kind of money you're dealing with. So don't let money dictate you. But you have to follow certain rules. You can have nothing that even remotely comes close to children or whatever, or it could be construed as advertising to children. But uh, and it's understandable, like they have to be very careful about the way they advertise and all that. For the past half century, America has steadily limited how tobacco companies are able to behave. By the late 90s, the regulations were such that tobacco companies here voluntarily retired not just the Marlboro Man, but also Joe Camel, who people had ridiculously accused of being targeted at children. Working on this project was, like, hilarious. 
Like we had an amazing, amazing team, like the, the team we were together working on it and like super funny, really good vibe people and everything like that. And they were kind of going the like college humor route in a way, you know what I mean? Instead of like the old school, like Joe Camel kind of badass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was this more like newer, like the fun guy at the party kind of thing. You know what I mean? We designed an entire campaign basically uh, centered in a way around premature ejaculation. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. We pitched a bunch of different ideas and the, one of the ideas was based on looking at the cigarettes with beads in them. Like when you squeeze the bead, it gives you uh, menthol, you know what I mean? Or a flavor. Well, these were like, we were looking at like a menthol cigarette with a menthol bead. So like the idea was that if you were to smoke it, halfway through smoking a menthol cigarette you start to lose the menthol taste so you you pop the bead and you get more menthol for whatever reason in our heads we started thinking of like those ads you see in the back of like maxim and men's magazines and stuff like that like all the like you know natural herbal remedies and these kind of things like your menthol doesn't last long so you need this bead to last longer and we built this ridiculous campaign out of that kind of concept and it was hilarious and probably one of the funnest projects i've ever worked on the CCO, the team was completely behind it. Everything was, you know, they were like, this is amazing. Like the stuff you guys are doing is like, you know, next level hilarious. The Camel Project sounded like a super cool opportunity, but how can we balance having a sweet gig with the real life consequences of the companies we work for? Jay seemed like he didn't really know how to feel about admitting Camel had been one of the best gigs. And I understand that because there's a lot of baggage that comes with working with a tobacco company. I mean, they've killed millions of people through negligence or otherwise. And Camel is a huge player in the tobacco industry with multiple lawsuits. But as a creative director, it is hard to top having full creative freedom and a supportive team. The one limitation Jay had to stay away from was anything kid-related, which makes sense looking at tobacco's history, and especially Camel's history, because Camel, like many cigarette companies, has a history of targeting kids. Throughout the 90s, the cartoon character Joe Camel was believed to significantly boost the brand's market share among youth smokers. Joe became nearly as recognizable to six-year-olds as Mickey Mouse. Jay was part of the push to once again redefine the company's target audience and brands, but this time away from kids. Throughout the decades, Camel has tried it all. The 30-day smoking challenge back in the 50s, which was meant to show how mild and good camels are for your throat. And then there was also endorsements by famous opera singers or Broadway actors, baseball players, movie stars, and even the charismatic cartoon of a cool camel. As witty as Jay's campaign was, Camel Crush was only on the market for around five years as the FDA cracked down on tobacco companies for menthols being more addictive. I guess the campaign wasn't enough to sway the FDA. And I think this story brings up an interesting question. What is the price for creative freedom? How should we feel when we're given license to create anything we want, but it's done at the hands of a company with maybe some questionable morals. I think that's a question open to each individual person, but it's a question that you should answer yourself and you should know what your morals are to make sure that they don't slowly slip away.
Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, rate the podcast five stars, and share with a friend. If you have any questions or comments, DM us at Finding Founders Podcast on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. Finding Founders is produced and hosted by me, Samuel Bonner. Our chief of staff and operations is Jessica Lynn. Our audio editing team lead is Adrian Tapia. Support from Matt Fernandez, Sophia Donner, Aaron Devereaux, Nicholas Guzman, Ashley Jimenez, Tomas Renteria, Nathan Tower, Callan Turnbull, Lauren Yamada, and Maura Lynch. Our outreach and research lead is Ankita Nambiar, with support from Miriam Arden, Sarah Hobson, Lisa Le, Kenny Ong, Melody Sopani, Cherise Tan, and Marie Vaughn. Our writing team lead is Elizabeth Bowen with support from Natalie Agnew, Abigail Azardia, Elise Caldwell, Harrison Duffy, Alexandra Huntalis Adams, Kylie McCreary, Beatrice Phillips, and Virna Seminario. Our design team lead is Shruti Ramanand with support from Sohail Amatya, Tiffany Dang, Anna Rivelli, and Allison Wong. The video editing team is Eli Lawrence with support from Melanie Mack and Linda Tapia. To see more of what we're up to, subscribe to our newsletter at findingfounders.co. Thanks again for listening and see you next week.